Magazine this morning. You know, often when we're up here in the Upper Valley, we don't always recognize what we are a part of. We're part of the body of Christ. The end time remnant, those that have the spirit of Elijah or John the Baptist announcing, preparing the return of the Lord. And there are so many things that are happening who are a part of us that you may not have your hands on, but because of who we are in God and our relationships, these are the very things that your life is a part of. And I'm going to read in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Because there's the prophetic word, there's the written word, there are those things that God has purposed to establish in your and my life. This is going to be a short one because this is friends and family. More of an exhortation to give you an idea of, of what's taking place in your life. The things that are transpiring this morning, the heart cried out to God, our purposes to really see our, how our lives set free in the places that we're all believing to be completely separate and apart from the things that hold us back from what God is really desiring us to do and also become. Now this is Acts verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And I shall, it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We've heard you, you've heard us talk about YWAM. Our granddaughter Chelsea was here with some of her team members. I'm sorry? Youth with a Mission. Youth with a Mission. She had uh, gone to Thailand with some of her other team members and mine are. So in turn, she came, they came and gave their testimony. You saw the little video of Seth as we began to approach the Feast of Tabernacles and that launching of now he's in Kona where Chelsea was, our granddaughter. And so out of the very things that have taken place through relationships, if you look at Roy and all these different people, interesting enough, over the last 50, 60 years, they've had in some way been a part of YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and even served. And so in turn, you watch all of these relational settings that God has allowed us to be a part of for such a time as this. Now, I don't know if many of you are on Seth's Facebook, but he had sent us a portion of what was transpiring of the beginning because Lou Ingalls, who was a very powerful man, even back to the days of Betty Green, back in Prayer Mountain, probably at least 40 or 50 years ago, was there at Prayer Mountain. Betty didn't know who he was. Asked Helen, who is this that's been on the floor for all of these days, prayer and fasting? Well, it happened to be Lou Ingalls. And in turn, he gave her a Bible and he signed it. And like I said, this was probably at least 50 years ago. We've had the opportunity to have Lou Ingalls here when we had a prayer setting out at Singing Hills. And so all these relationships are now starting to come to their fullness or their fruition, which you're a part of. You're part of this house. You have a destiny that God has for your life. And all the things that you begin to watch 
that has brought you here begins to realize, you begin to realize that God's hand has been on you all along. I mean, even Sophie coming last year, last year, last week, I thought was very interesting. And then again here today, because Hermine is here. What took place, Seth first sent me just a little clip. That was Lou Ingalls in his car, and he was on his way to Orlando in this big coliseum. And he said at that time, there were 76,000 young people who had um, uh, signed up to be a part of that descend. The next one that went out, by the time that Lou was there, there was over 90,000 young people, young people there. And so in turn, when you begin to watch what God has um, launched, we had both Matt and Gina here. They were leaving here, going to Atlanta so he could ask her formally, offer her her ring and ask if she would marry him. And then they were both going to Orlando to this huge um, the sin. The sin. I think you ought to take over. Why don't you wait? No. No, I'm done. You go ahead and do it. I'm here. Please. What's going on? Because I think you can do it. You can speak it better. Please. No. Please no. do. Please. <laughs> Please. Here you go. Here. Please go. Here you go. She's the detail person. She's got the details. Okay. So what Lon, what Pastor Lonnie is talking about is called right now the send. Um, that's kind of what this name attached to it. But since the 50s and 60s, you've heard of the Jesus movement. Well, when Pastor and I were led to go to Hawaii to Kona last March, while we were there, all the directors from all the Youth with a Mission uh, ministries all over the world happened to be gathered there during that time in March last year. And Lauren Cunningham and his wife, the founder of Youth with a Mission, was there with all his directors all over the world. Um, they were assembled. They'd been fasting and praying. They'd been seeking the Lord for what was about to come. There had been talk that Lou Ingalls was going to join, and he did uh, you know, in, in relationship with Youth with a Mission. Um, we were there. We prayed over the soccer field where they had planned to build a great prayer center at the University of the Nations that is there on site in Kona at the YWAM uh, base. As you know, Seth Amick was here um, He's been laboring in the mission fields of New England, in Maine, in New England, Massachusetts, all these states. He's been here ministering. We have uh, a deep relationship with this young man of God. And he was feeling that he was to go to Kona, but he wasn't getting all the witnesses from certain people that he was serving because, you know, you don't want one of your key people to leave. And... Anyway, we knew it was God. 
he called us while we happened to be in Colorado Springs a few the year before as he was praying about all this. We've known that he had a great call of God on his life and that the move of the Spirit, there's going to be another what, what some people would call revival across this land. I call it a movement of God. Revival is just too shallow for me. It isn't just a revival. It's transformation. So it's a move of the Spirit of God. God comes to earth. He opens a door from heaven to earth, and he releases this move of his Spirit. He awakens mankind. He starts to deal with the hearts of men, women, children that don't even know him, don't even know anything about him, but they start to feel something is missing in their life and they've got to have more. And they finally, he, he brings people across their paths and God begins to release his spirit and they're hungry and they want truth. And so... When Lou Ingalls got together with everybody and was praying, I, I'm not going to take the whole story because he can tell you where you could probably find it on the Internet. But the bottom line is God, he had given Lou during the Jesus Movement revival where he met his maker, Father, God. And God gave him a ministry called The Call where it called people from all over the United States and across the face of the earth to come to Jesus, the call. But God was saying to him, was he ready to turn this all over? Uh, He's, you know, around, you know, is it time to turn this over? What am I going to do? But God said to join with YWAM and get this prayer center and this intercession going. Lonnie and I went down to uh, the coffee orchard that they have down in South Point last in March while we were there, and we prayed in the prayer tent where all this prayer and crying out to God has been going on. So it was a few months later that Lou Ingalls came back. Seth went to YWAM and Kona. Lou Ingalls came back, and while he was there speaking what the Lord had told him to do, he talked of that there was going to be like a volcanic eruption of the Spirit of God. And while he was actually speaking and declaring that on the platform there at the YWAM base, which is huge, the volcano in Hawaii actually erupted. He didn't know because it was down at the, towards the south point, towards the southern portion of the big state of Hawaii. He didn't even know this thing was blowing. You guys remember this. It has continued to flow, and it's taken up property. and inter- It's interrupted because when a volcanic eruption happens in the realm of the spirit, it will interrupt your life. You will not be able to just go to work the same way. Do you understand? It will interrupt how you live. And they had to start living by faith. They weren't sure if they could go home to their homes. They weren't sure. They had to start crying out. It causes a need for God and a cry for God to come up in a person's spirit. And so this began to happen. And this began to manifest. And along the way, he said, 
this is now going to go out. He asked God if there would be another revival, another move like the Jesus movement. Only my personal opinion is it will be like it, but it will be so much greater. It will be so much more powerful because it co-aligns and aligns with the scriptures that Pastor Lonnie just spoke to you in the in Acts. It's the move of the Spirit when the Father pours out a Spirit and your sons and your daughters. It will be the next measure of that move. That move never really stopped because it still continues. The Jesus movement continues in every heart that was ever touched by it, that ever tasted it, that ever was saw it, observed it, acted in it, walked in it. It's still alive. It's never left us. It wasn't like a Brownsville move of the Spirit. It wasn't like the Toronto blessing that ignited and the fire seemed to go out. This move of the Spirit will never go out, and it will continue to go on. And that was the difference between these little revival fires or things like that 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 I've seen and experienced. So I do believe that this... It must come upon all the generations. So right now, God is touching youth. And by youth, I don't know what that means to you. You all look like kids to me. But it will touch the generation. It will touch the children. It will touch the teens. It will touch the 20-year-olds. It will touch, the th- it will touch everybody because the Jesus movement Although it was associated with young people, yes, that's where it seemed to start. It flowed into every generation. There isn't just one generation on the face of the earth. It's all of us right now, every age level, every awareness of God, everyone that's walked with God or not. It might be totally new, but new salvations will come in constantly. And so he said, I need a sign if there's going to be another one, another move of your spirit like this. And God gave him a sign. Uh, God, God, he asked God specifically, then you've got to tell one of my kids. And before he even got home, his son was calling him saying, Dad, there's going to be another move. He was weeping. He'd been in the Word, and God showed him in the Word. And he said, Dad, there's going to be another move of the Spirit. There's going to be another move like the Jesus, something like that, God, come across the face of the earth. And so with that, Lou, at some point, with him and God, decided it's no longer the call. It's the send this time. It's the people will come in in this ministry, and then they will be touched by God, and they will be sent out to cover every nation, our nation, every place that hasn't been touched by the Spirit of God in a major way. So we are very excited about this. Uh, Ron and Marion Hall, who are kind of the overseers down, uh, they've been watching over that orchard and working with young people down there. She's been telling me about how they got here. They live by faith. 
they live by faith. And I won't go into what they've been through. But God made a way that they could get here and get down there. So she'd been sending out emails every day of what the prayers were going on. So like Pastor said, Matt and Gina came up. They came up a week ago Friday, and they were here, and we took them to the airport on Wednesday. So we had intense ministry, intense prayer over that whole period of time. As Pastor said, they left that very day, uh, last Wednesday, and they actually, he asked her to marry him in the Atlanta airport where they actually met a few years ago. He orchestrated the event so he could ask her to marry him in the airport at the same restaurant where they met. And uh, so we've got some footage of that, and maybe we can play that next week. But um, they were headed for the sin. So they kept saying, do you know anything about the sin? And we're like, yes, do we know anything about it? We know the people. We know the people working on this. We know what God's doing. And YWAM is the base of youth working with them. But it's not just a YWAM effort and Lou Engle's effort. This will not be owned by any man. So it will involve every youth group, every youth ministry, non-saved, just people. It will start to come in. So as they had this gathering, and there were a lot of reasons why he had it scheduled and where he had it scheduled, it was kind of a prophetic word that they would meet again on that date. And here they were in the stadium because it was filling up, filling up, filling up in Orlando. And a lot of people don't even know about this. A lot of people in the body of Christ don't even know about it, but I do not want you to be ignorant because you are part of it. We have ministries there. You've touched it. We've touched it. We've prayed there. We, you know, we may be what seems isolated up here in Vermont where, where nothing like this is happening, but it will happen. I'm telling you, the overflow will happen. It's a matter. It's just, it's a matter of it. Moving, And we just saw the major splash and wave of this. And it takes every generation. So it will not be a youth movement. It's not that. It's all the generations. And whosoever will decide to join. And the question is, do you, do you want to join? I loved what Judy was saying in the spirit today. There's an open heaven. That means... It's an open, it's like I can reach into heaven and touch earth. It's kind of like Jacob's ladder, you know, earth to heaven, earth to heaven. And she said, you can ask for anything today. And I was like, wow, wow, what do I want? I'm, I'm not going to just go, oh, I'll ask for one thing. No, I'm asking for everything. I'm asking for you. I'm asking for you to be touched and baptized with fire of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I'm asking for you to be baptized by the Spirit. Speaking in tongues, whatever it is, whatever the Word of God says that is the fruit of the Spirit manifesting, whatever gift of the Spirit that you're operating in it, that when it's doers, that you're no longer hearers only, but you are doers. We just talked about that. And that you'll understand that the power a voice and conversation and speaking words on your tongues is a creative power that is a force from heaven and from God himself. 
and that you will mind what you say in these days. And you will stop thinking the way you have in the past because there's new thoughts from heaven coming and touching earth in this hour. And so they got down there, and then there was, they had to get, you know, then it was, they thought this place will hold, you know, 40,000, 50,000 people. But then people kept signing up, and they kept signing up, and they didn't know what it was, but they just felt like they needed to go. And so there's some large mega churches down there with young people, you know. But they're pressing in. They're not even sure where they're going, but they're giving it all. And they're, and, they're, and they're going for it. And they understand fasting and prayer and things that are needed. They understand that living a righteous life is part of walking with Christ. Do you understand? They, they understand they can't just live the way they used to live. And they're cutting strings to things that take up their time and are a waste of time. And they're giving their all to Jesus. And so then there were 76,000, as Lonnie was saying in that one video we have. And then yesterday morning, it was over 90,000 people were gathered at a place that holds about half that. Is that amazing? Crying out to the Lord. They didn't even know what they'd come for. But Lou was speaking, and he was speaking with such authority. I only watched the first hour. There's almost four hours of it just from yesterday morning. And they're videoing this stuff, and they're posting it so you can see it. You can worship with them. You can see what God is doing. You're witnessing a few, you know, last year, two years ago, Pastor and I told you when we traveled the world, we began to feel it. When we were coming up in the midst of the Jesus movement, we didn't know about it. But we began to see around the world, in other nations, everywhere, God was dealing with the hearts of men. He was starting to put questions in them. He was starting to deal with them. And we saw and we knew. We, I said, Lonnie, revival is coming. Or this, this movement is coming because this is what God did before the Jesus movement blew and blew up, and he was pre- preparing little pockets of people, people that were dissatisfied with the status quo, that had to have more of God, that wanted more than religion. They didn't want traditions of men. They wanted Jesus and Jesus only, and they wanted to know who he was. They wanted the real truth, not a bunch of stuff, and that's how it happened, and that's how it started. Lonnie and I could go to parties when we were young, and I'll tell you what we'd do. People were drinking. Some people were doing drugs. But you know what started happening? The questions, the conversations was, do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Do you think there's... Do you see what I'm saying? God had begun to, even in those situations of the unsaved, they were clueless, some had never been to church, Some had opinions, they hated church, they were from such a religious tradition or denomination, but they began to say, is God real and does he exist? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? Are there angels? Are there evil spirits? Do you believe in ghosts? These were the conversations that started happening during that time, and God was doing and working on their hearts. 
rising up and stirring up the questions. I'm talking about the unsaved, what we would call the ungodly, whatever. But God, they're his children, and he loves them so much. He loves them with everything. He sent his own son for them. We're entering into the Passover season. We sang about the cross today. We sang about the blood of the lamb, the power of the name of Jesus. We partook of the body and the blood of Jesus this morning. We walk a race stronger because of it today. If you examine your heart, you will be empowered by the body. You will be empowered by the blood that you just drank into this flesh body. Come on. Not only what it's doing to your soul, not only what it's doing to your spirit. And these people were crying out and raising hands. You see, when the move of God comes, you don't care what your neighbor thinks. You don't care if you come up here and lay on the floor and you, and you don't leave for three hours. You understand? This is what you're going to see. And the sin means God has sent. <laughs> it means a lot of things to many people. But God is sending his anointing. And there was this cry for the Holy Spirit. Because we know, as we've walked, it can't be hype. It can't be a lot of good words. Do you understand? It's got to be not by might nor power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's got to be by his spirit. And so this is what this cry has been. This is what's going on right now. And I want to say, you're a part of it. I'm a part of it. You're a part of it. I'm a part of it. You're a part of it. We've told you. I, I've corrected people. I think I've said it from, the, from here. Don't say it's coming because it's already started. It started. It started a while ago. All the preparation for this. It has already come. It's in its beginning trickles. It's like, it's like when uh, Elijah sent a servant out there and said, do you see a cloud? Do you see any clouds? It hasn't rained here in three years. I'm praying. It's that kind of prayer. It's like there was a season where it was dry. There was a season where it didn't seem anything was going on. But then Elijah was praying, and he said, go out and tell me if you see a cloud, if you see a cloud in the sky. And the servant kept coming back and saying, I don't see them. Finally, he came back and he said, I, I, I see a cloud. It, it's so far away that it's about the size of a man's fist. And Elijah knew it was done. And he said, run, because we're having a deluge. This is the hour that we're living in. The deluge of the spirit. The deluge of the fire of God. The deluge of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you won't. I don't know what the teaching's coming on the Holy Spirit. You won't just get a teaching. You will get baptized by this fire. You will be changed and you will be transformed by it. And whatever, if you've already been baptized by the fire, it will increase because that was just a temporary down payment that we received at Pentecost. And God is coming and He's going to release the fullness to get the job done. Amen. God is going to release 
the fullness of his spirit to get the job done. We've been working hard for 2,000 years, but we haven't had enough to get the job done. It's coming now. Hallelujah. I want to hear a shout. I want to hear somebody that's happy about this. You will get delivered in a day. I can't tell you the miracles that we saw every day. And right now the enemy is trying to distract people and send them on distractive little things in their lives. None of that is important. Don't get distracted. Stay focused. Keep your focus clear. Keep zeroed in on Jesus Christ. And keep your heart clean. Amen? Keep it clean. Live that life of repentance in his presence. Search me, O oh God. Search my heart tonight. Lord, before I go to sleep, Lord, search my heart. See if there be anything. Anything you want to talk to me about today, Lord. Tell me. I want to be washed clean. I want to sleep clean tonight. I don't want anything pulling me down. I want to be lifted up. I want to live where you are. So these are the things. I, I don't know what else you were going to say, Pastor. <clears throat> That uh, just be mindful. Just watch. You may have people come up to you, Andrew, and just out of the blue ask you questions. You've been reading the Word. Things. This transpired down in Orlando. Lou Engels prophesied six years ago the stadium and the date. Six years ago, God placed that upon His heart is where they would gather. And this is where they would have that revival, or that setting. And so we're seeing what's been launched in the realm of the Spirit by the Spirit of God. God prophesies, and it takes place. Obviously, that was the Lord speaking six years ago. They had no idea that there would be 90,000 people there. And again, if you can just go on Google or on YouTube, it's called The Send in Orlando. I tell you what, to watch these young people, because they got out of the seats, and then they just filled, filled the grass area. They were hungry for what God was doing. So, Father, let us have eyes to see and ears to hear, because we're a part of what you're doing. You've called us into this day. You've called us to be a part, because we're the living testimonies. That the relationships that you've given us, Father, that you might place within us, the living word, when the people come and ask, people are drawn People pour out their hearts. They would be mindful, Father, that Jesus, it's you inside of us that can minister life, can minister life to the people that ask us these questions. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, next door. Dave made his, yes, you have something? Absolutely. Um, it's been extremely difficult for me to... Um sleep in my bed, and so um, a lot of ramifications if I do, and so um, I've been sleeping in the recliner, but over time, the recliner starts giving me headaches and throwing my neck out, throwing my back out. Eventually, I threw my pelvis out, and so I, I'm walking, and I'm walking like like that, and uh, um, with pain, and 
um, and I'm and I'm JC and I are talking to it and telling it to go back into place and commanding it to go back into place um, because of what Jesus did on the cross for, uh, at the whipping post for us. By His stripes we are healed, and um, and so after some time um, it started to feel better. But then I had to come and um, substitute for the preschool last Friday. And I'm still walking in the building doing a little bit of this. And, um, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, this could be interesting. <laughs> By the time I left here, I'm perfect. Oh, praise God. Yeah, he is so faithful to bring to pass his word. You know, we stand on his word, and he is so faithful to bring it to pass. These little kids will minister to you, that's for sure. Amen. Well, we just bless the food next door. Father, we thank you for all the hands that prepared it. We thank you for Dave because he brought his chili. Thank you for uh, Richard because he brought his goulash. Father, for all the hands, I know Belinda and different ones, Lord, let that breaking of bread bring us close together. Knit our hearts together that we might love you more and love one another more. We ask this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.